sweet playing. Welcome all you four color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast HQ for all things comic book related. I'm John Rivera, the salty CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that makes me the pepper of this beautiful rap group. I am your co-host. I am your co-founder. I am your COO. And I am some random nickname I borrowed from a wrestler. So I'm 10 from the Dark Order. This week, it is Wednesday. You know what that means? Happy comic book day, my beloved brother. How goes it, my friend? Happy comic book day to you, Charlie boy. And all I got to say is that if I am salty, (laughs) that would have to make you not pepper, but that would have to make you spice. The The spice spice must flow, baby. And the spice is flowing everywhere with both the theatrical and on-your-ass couch HBO Max (laughs) A version, streaming version, of motherfucking Frank Herbert's Dune. Fuck. Dune. Yes. Dune. 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 I, uh, I'm gonna fucking leave no room for this to become a two-hour episode, and I'm gonna huh. jump right in. Hot damn! I loved Dune. Yeah, uh, man. What, what are your initial thoughts, my friend? I mean, thumbs up, thumbs down. Be damned, because I also give a couple of these. I'll give um, it. Ten I also absolutely loved motherfucking Dune. So now I here's... love the novel. I loved the um, somewhat cheesy '80s version. I liked the uh, I liked Children the miniseries <laughs> version. Um, I mean, I just love the material. But in terms of an adaptation, honestly, even if this is tough, this is <laughs> tough. If I if I had no knowledge of the book, of the original, of the miniseries, I would venture to say that I would also have loved this fucking movie. Well, it's, but that's regardless of the fact I fucking loved it. It's super interesting you brought that up because I'm hmm. I'm glad we got there. I'm a, Super interesting guy. So speedy because uh, what a friend of the show, colorist, uh, one of our colorists for for U.S. comics proper, uh, Ellis. I did read his review that he threw up on Facebook. He was very Ellis. excited for us to get to our review today, which I always appreciate the comments. We are live across Twitch, Facebook, and the YouTube. So please we, let we us know as you're going. Yell at us, and we'll respond to all of it. Ellis posed an interesting point in his review. He goes, I, I believe, and Ellis will correct me in the comments, I'm sure, or change his mind in the comments, because that slippery son of a bitch likes to do that, too. Sure. He said this something American along right. the lines Damn of it. he liked it, but he wasn't sure if an uneducated, frankly, a dullard to at this point in sure. the world a simpleton. not have seen or read Dune. Luckily for you people... Not the champ is here, but the simpleton is here. I've never seen another iteration of Dune prior to my screening of this version. Uh, I've never read uh, Dune. I've never seen Children of Dune. I didn't Lamont! see the last bit. Lamont! I, uh, I was lucky enough, I would like to say, 
that this was just one of those things. I own the original Dune film. And okay. it's just like the movie I never got to. Too busy watching Clerks the 30th time. Um, so when I heard this was coming out, and once I saw the cast, I said, well, you're going on the shelf, original, because I want to go in raw. I want to go in and see if this shit makes any fucking sense. And not well, only you, did it you, make sense. You looked at it as almost in like a, a clinical, uh, uh, like in a clinical approach to it. You're like, I want to see... I'm gonna go in as an unbroken virgin, correct, and see what the spice does for a brother like it's, me. It's not often you get to put that seal back on. I uh, mean, and, and not since you're like 26 was there anything virginal about you. So this, I think we're all impressed. This show was how I learned they were making a new Dune movie. Huh. This show in real time because it was before we chatted about topics. Yeah. You threw in like this guy's in it, this Zendaya's in it, Tim Chalamet's in it, fucking Aquaman's in it. So it really did give Probably me this with a casual first name <laughs> dropping motherfucker. It did uh it it allowed this really cool opportunity because that was one of the things. And don't get me wrong, I paid like extra fucking attention because I was like, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb and not You're understand like, I'm, shit. I'm gonna have to uh um answer to references that John makes. <laughs> incessantly so i have to know what the fuck this motherfucker is talking about <laughs> what's awesome though is not only did i find it easy to keep up with hmm. and i'll get to my criticism in a second not oh, only did i think wait. it was beautiful not only did i think it was a, a hell of a fucking sci-fi meal it was a sci-fi meal this is that deep sci-fi where i'm like oh keep saying names of shit that ain't real i'm nom 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 uh, i thought the actual story itself was very easy to follow well, like the uh, concept and, and I've would... seen because clearly people have borrowed from it. Yeah. But also it's like these people were running spice. They got kicked out and these new guys are getting fucked. Don't you want to see it? I'm like, I do want to see what's up if, with those magic. If, if shields. I can just pump your brakes a little bit, because Please I feel do. like you are going to run away into the night. Um, I'm, on, reason... I'm high on spice right now. I, I, see, that. About yeah, to I, see, turn blue. I see what's going on. Your, your eyes are a little bluish. Um, the reason why there's a familiarity to a lot of this material for anyone, whether they have seen the, the other iterations, whether they've read the books, whether they've even spoken to an uber nerd like myself about it for more than five minutes, um, is, is just like you mentioned. You know, we kind of barreled through it. But um, the fact of the matter is that just like any uh, anything creative in history, if it's successful, if it resonates, if uh, if it lands in any capacity, like Lord knows, Dune by Frank Herbert landed, um, it's going to be borrowed from. I've said it before here, and, and see, people have put me to task. So the, one of these days, it's going to be my topic. There are only seven basic plots in all of storytelling. A gentleman far more intelligent than me spent 35 years compiling the evidence. So certainly I am not going to doubt the brother. Um, but that all being said, Dune, much like uh, uh, so, uh, something that came well before it, but I'm often referencing here, John Carter of Mars, that has been uh, borrowed from incessantly by none other than a certain bearded motherfucker that we're going to be referring to that Ellis loves, George Lucas. Um, 
Yeah, so so Dune has been borrowed from liberally for a lot of this content that we've been getting that's been labeled as new. Yeah. So without question, it's going to seem familiar to even it the uninitiated it, like Charlie. Made it so digestible. And so what I did was I made myself a, an at-home trilogy of Dune because I did not go into uh, the world to see it despite wanting to. I definitely want to see it on a giant IMAX screen, but Absolutely, I did watch yeah. it at home. What I did was I made up for not having an IMAX screen at home. I just stood right in front of my television. And I just oohed and odd. Um, your 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 vision is not going to get worse at this point. Like, yeah, let's, that let's ship has sailed. But um, I watched this Dune. Then I watched yeah. the original film Dune. The then 80s. I watched this Dune again. Yeah. And, oh, you made um, a little sandwich. It was very funny because when I was a watching Sandy Sandwich, <laughs> delicious. Uh, when I was watching the the classic, um, at first my thought was like, I could. This narration is helping. Then I rewatched. The new one, and I was the like, I didn't need any is, of that fucking narration. It's straight from the book, by the way. Yeah, the, it's, the and it's, miniseries and the original movie did the same thing. They lifted it. it. Cannot wait to read it. Yeah. With it's that being you. said, even the pages are blue in this motherfucker. <laughs> awesome. Uh, with that being said, it was one of those things. My opinion ebbed and flowed a lot. The one bit of criticism to throw it out right out relatively right okay. out the gate. This fucking movie. If I'm it, happy to tell you why you're wrong about this criticism, but well, yeah, please go ahead. I don't think you will. If they wound no, up, I not, will. I will. If they wound up not getting the go-ahead for Dune Two, yeah, uh, this fucking movie just goddamn stops. Wow. I pulled the Sopranos. I'm like, my HBO, I lost my subscription. That fucking movie just ends. It it okay. So so I quasi cheated and had a little bit of this conversation elsewhere. Let me ask you a question. You cheated on me on my own show. I'm not having a bad Sorry, enough bro. life right now. Eh, you know, it's not you. It's me. I don't think you, that's true. You, you can do better. Uh, I'm going through some stuff right now. All, all, all of those. Uh, let me ask you a question. How did you feel about the ending of Empire? Empire Strikes Back, obviously. To the Empire dumb, dumb was a beautiful downer ending, but it was an ending. I mean... This movie. It was an ending in that the movie stopped and the credits rolled. John, this was this was beyond an empire level stoppage. No, no, it, it it completely wasn't. Let me ask you this, and this is another commentary that somebody uh made. I really liked it, but it should have been a <laughs> don't ask why Ellis knows that the fact <laughs> regarding Charlie. Ellis and I have been friends a long ending. time. <laughs> and we don't pay him that well for his work so we so have to subsidize me, it let me say this and and this is something that happens that it goes against my grain charlie feels he loved the movie he has all these wonderful things to say about it he's like but yeah, push my glasses up on my nose but it kind of ending uh yeah john g knows what it is look at this john g up in the house ellis cousin paul up in the house i'm loving it um yeah john g I damn agreed with you on two accounts. I I felt like the fuck there's there's that's it. There's not more. I'm sitting here. Little goofy me is here in my short pants. I got my popcorn still. I'm ready for some more Star Wars heavy action. What do you mean this is over? You're Especially full of shit that you still have popcorn left. <laughs> for where it stopped in the action, but that's not the debate. So before you and Ellis uh, go crazy on me. Um, that's not the ultimate point. The bigger point was somebody contributed, oh, it should have just been a series. 
Man, and and Shut the up. ending. I hate uh, that. Hold on a second. Um, if it had ended like that as a series, then you know you're going into season two, and you know now what to expect. My argument was this: because of the dumb dumb mentality that we are all carrying, and I'm using we uh, generously, including myself, even though I'm better than everybody else. Uh, when these things come out, you would have sat there on your couch and watched episode after episode. You have would have watched the same story unfolding. The bottom line is this. The creatives behind this flick said, you know what? We're going to cut up the first book not into two parts, but actually, folks, into three. Because they're not going, they're not planning a, a, a clear cut. Um, in much the same way that the Game of Thrones first season was the entire first book of uh, the Song of Ice and Fire, they're not doing it that way. They're taking this first book and they're cutting it up. Not in, I shouldn't say three. They're cutting it up into like Slices. two and a half, yeah. right? And then you're going to get the next, uh, a little bit of the next part of the saga uh, as well in the, the in the uh, anticipated third movie because guys. You're not just watching an individual movie. So but that film, hold on, hold on, hold on. This like pseudo, I watch videos on YouTube so I know about cinematography and making movies. No, you don't. You didn't take one class. You didn't crack open one book. You don't know about making movies. And Charlie, I'm not yelling at you specifically, but a little bit. <laughs> so when people sit back and like, well, as a movie, it didn't do... Shut up. This well, is the Dune. Hold on. Saga. Well, but this Dune, is a long timeline of storytelling. Sure, but so don't throw I'm me in that category. Movie, hold on a second. I'm not. I'm just joking around. I'll but if you. I'm telling you, um, if I tell you the story of the you, if I if I make a movie and I call it US American history, and I stop at a particular I, I stop at the as the, the first. Uh, bullets, the first musket shots are shot in Boston. And I'm like, oh, that's it. Credits roll. Catch you next time, kids. Are people going to come say, like, well, that wasn't all of U.S. history? Yeah, no shit, motherfucker. It is I, a long story to tell. You can't I do it in two hours. But listen, here's my point. There was did a reality. I did. That's very funny. There Alex. is a reality in which this was the only film and in that regard if this chunk of dune was yeah. all we got you think that <sighs> ending felt like an ending i'm not talking about a satisfying ending i'm not so talking about that there's not a so, so to be continued. let me just clear let me just be sure. clear your knock which you're entitled to be and that i am and i that's have a it. right that i fight for as your representative for u.s comics uh you're entitled to not like things you're not required to uh to love something you're like i liked it i didn't love it or i i didn't love 90 you know i i only loved 99 of it that's entirely fine look obviously everybody's entitled to their opinion my opinion though is that i loved 100 of it i love the little moisture wicking uh, uh sandy mouse that little mouse i motherfucker. loved I loved I want how they goddamn Bruce the shark <laughs> my sandworm action. Because every time you're like, oh, your butthole tightened up. My butthole tightened up, Charlie, like it was the goddamn Sarlacc itself. 
waiting for Beetlejuice's sandworms to come burst into the sands. And he was like, ah, 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 like, like Nedry on the computer screen in Jurassic Park. Ah, 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 finger wag, finger that, wag, finger wag. That big they moment. Oof. Fucking approach this. I, as, as much as I anticipated this flick, I could not have been happier with what I got. I fucking loved it. I, I loved mean, and, it all. And that ultimately, uh, you and I have the identical review in that context. I, I, I have loved a it, new man. thing. I loved it. And you, I can't, the one thing I will say I'm super disappointed in is that you didn't get to learn you have a new thing to love this week. Because I sat down and I was just like, mm, I love you, Dune. Oh, I was such oh, I a you. Dune cuck. I'm like, his eyes are blue. He's on the spice. Oh, shit. Oh, the voice. Oh, shit. Oh, the how about, sweet armor. How about um that first realization when Homeboy is blind? Is He got the Stevie Wonder eyes before he took off. And then when you get there, he's like, hey, so you're from like 200 yards away, brother. This spice shit is nice. <laughs> How about the fact that for anyone, again, who is uninitiated like Charlie was in the world of Dune, this isn't. Uh, and, and again, I'm, this I'm speaking to Ellis's point also regarding like Star Wars and the the um, the, the the exoticness of Star Wars, where anytime something pops up in Star Wars that's even somewhat familiar prior to other star wars movies you're like hey that's a fucking ice cream maker or what you know whatever the case might be this is supposed to be our future yeah so this is us in 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 very much the same vein as star trek is us it's supposed to be us just well, not us now fast there's not a lot forward. of puerto ricans in space in star trek. I, I mean look you know can you really blame a guy well, what are you gonna do very often they don't show the mess halls and the Star Trek ships, because they got that fucking like uh that that you know that that whipper upperizer that they just make whatever. So there's there's really no need for us in space. But that all being said, this is fucking us. And what's really wonderful, uh, never mind all of the the thematic and um uh, contextual stuff that has been borrowed from Dune in other sci-fi properties. Put that all aside. And I'm going to tell you, Charlie, that just the sheer nature of what's going on in this story is going to resonate. It, it's in our bones. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. So, you know, a centralized power authority who really gets its power and gets its incomes, uh, gets its income rather from its, uh, from its, um, from the, 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 uh, like it's almost like medieval in its setup so like okay so you're getting it from your royal families and guess where they're getting their income from the little people so yeah like the the folks upstairs they're getting stop looking at paul's comment and pay attention to me very funny they're getting their income from the from us's out there so you're like yeah no i totally get that and the imperial of it all is determining okay well this particular house is a favor this particular house is not I'm going to have a little side deal action under the table. What's going on? Strokey, strokey. Everybody's happy, right? Oh, no, you're dead now? Cool, cool, cool. All the subterfuge, all of the political um, all of the political uh, jockeying for position, that's all there. And even though this is all taking place in a futuristic environment, 
it's very familiar to us because we see it now in 2021. We saw it. Uh, we saw it in the early 1900s. We saw it in the history that we were taught in school that we've already fucking forgotten. It is the natural human condition. This damn book was written in 1965. How is it that in 1965, all of the political um, jockeying for position, like I mentioned before, is still fucking, res uh, you know, is still uh, relevant right now? That's fucking insane. So yeah. rather than like arguing where in the storyline it should have cut off, to my point of view, look, unless you wanted to have a three hour movie, which people would have automatically been complaining about, um, they cut it off. Snyder spoiler, cut a dude. Spoiler, uh, spoiler alert. They cut it off where now he is going to be basically um enveloped in this new group of people who we only really were introduced to in this movie, uh, just like almost by reputation. Never mind the fact that in essence, Paul's superpowers are only just now coming to uh coming to approaching their their uh their their super saiyan form where he can really fucking throw down a lot of people and probably including yourself don't even know what the fuck is going on well with now his that visions now that with his dreams movie. are they dreams are they memories are they visions is he anticipating what's going on does he already know this place how the fuck is kyle drogo dead already i love him i hope i see him again i got news for you folks you're gonna you're gonna see him again i promise there is so much meat on this fucking dusty ass spicy <laughs> bone. I am, uh, I am just beside myself in anticipation for the next installment because Charlie, I have news for you, motherfucker. Part two has been already greenlit. Don't worry about where the movie cut off. I know you're disappointed because you want a more heavy, heavy Dune action. You're gonna get it. Dune part two is on its way to you. And that is a fucking fact, because we don't lie on this show. We don't Damn bullshit straight. on this show. Unlike the man who may or may not try to take Ellis's show off of YouTube when his fan film goes up, Lucas may take that bitch down, even though he doesn't own shit, because Ellis, why, we, John? We got your back, brother. We got your back. Why, John? Why? You tell me. Because George Lucas is a dune stealing, mother sucking liar. Han shot first. Clink. Salute. Oh, no. That was a mistake. That was a good one. That was a good one. Gulp it down. So, all I have to say is uh, before mm. we. Before we move, oh, that's just mean. I am going to throw that out there. Ellis says you and George Lucas have the same haircut. We do. Certainly we the do. same hair color, not the same sized bank account, despite your best efforts. Um, although maybe we can bring George Lucas into the fold for uh, for Paul and Ellis's next fan film, which is Spix. We're Spix in space. We're going around defeating the evil race. Look, Mel Brooks is currently working on History of the World Part Two. <laughs> With with a U.S. Comics favorite, Nick Kroll and company. So, um, look, I think Spicks and Space is very real possibility. At bare minimum, venture. I need that shirt now. I need to know what our I, they can still use star shaped chips. They just need a couple lines sticking out the front, like the yeah. uh, like the OG uh, Millennium Falcon. Uh, I gotta ask Good. you though, lots of space talk. Um, sure. I mean, Dune. It's apropos. 
But did you see someone snagged his big boy pants, looked at his action figure, and said, I don't give a fuck about this little kid. I don't give a fuck about Spoonie. I don't give a fuck about Woody. Charlie is fucking shitting on Andy right now. I got shit to do. Did you see the fucking trailer today for Lightyear? You know why? Are I did, you brother? jacking my D? I, I do want to show a little bit of it to those of you that are watching. The rest of you will will kind of narrate. I did make it very grainy. I did flip it because I do not want the internet to are you gonna show us. it. Nice. I am gonna show it. Let's go ahead and take a look at Lightyear. I, I had no idea this was coming. This looks like Starship Troopers. <laughs> Let me tell you, are you claiming that you made this grainy? Yeah. I don't know what kind of reverse technology Charlie is running with over there, but that Commodore 64 is working overtime. You are welcome. This In backwards like, 2022. Right out the gate, dude. I love the character design. This music, I feel like, yo, what the fuck? Let's do this, Buzz! Yeah, this is going to make... And Andy out of all of us. Yeah. And this is gonna move. As the titular character does the slingshot maneuver around the sun. I gotta believe that Bezos is paying attention. He's like, I could do this. Yeah. I mean it looks like Dagobah. Got a little, got a little Dagobah action. All I right. lowered it a little bit more because I don't want the song getting us in trouble. But yeah, this way to go, looks- Charlie. This looks goddamn intense. Yeah, there's a little uh, Wally action on the design there. Love it. See a purple cowl, which you gotta love automatically. I mean, the girls and the guys were losing their minds today over his hair. Ah, the fucking Buzz Lightyear suit. Oh, baby. Oh. Ellis, I'm no... going to write to Santa right now. I'm going to acquire you a toy. Uh, of Done. that spaceship, Dude, it's gonna happen. I, uh, I literally was one of those things that I didn't know about the project. I, I, it's the pandemic era. Charlie has been the most disconnected from mm. from online, so I didn't hear like fucking uh, what what is that? Chris Evans Chris is gonna Evans. play Buzz Goddamn Lightyear, aka um, Mario, aka. Uh, well, no, that's Chris Pratt. Mm. Chris Evans is Captain America. Chris Pratt is Star Lord. Chris Evans is. The Chris's, oh, I got you. I got and Chris you. Hemsworth almost ruined Ghostbusters. That's all I the Chris's that the, are famous. There's all the Chris's going I, on right now. It's Chris Evans is playing him. Okay. Dude, fucking Pixar. You can't sleep on Pixar. Because the minute you turn your back from them, you're like, oh, they're doing another Cars. Uh, whatever. The minute you turn their back, they're like, how about like a super realistic gritty dope ass buzz lightyear movie honestly ellis threw it in the um in the comments so i'll give him credit but my thought was like we're fucking getting unforgiven 2 starring woody next but like there's a snake in my boot motherfucker like it's gonna be like quentin tarantino's last film is gonna be woody fucking beating up doc holiday um i'm pretty sure that i've already uh counted for his last movie but you know what? I got no problem with that. That ends up replacing it. The 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 character design, the tone of that trailer, so yeah. goddamn hyped. But the thing I was most blown away by was what a huge departure from the source material. Because there was apparently a cartoon I learned today 
that was like as if it was his real story. Lightyear like and a, the Rangers, Space yeah, yeah, yeah. Rangers, and it was like, like these are stories, and this was like fuck that. We don't care about I, ABC I got, television. I got one better for you, Charlie. Hit me. Uh, I thought it, it, it didn't go any further than like the fucking um, than the uh, shoot 'em up, uh, the shoot 'em up <laughs> ride that they have down in uh, down in Gator Central. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So they had the cartoon, which kind of like expanded upon the the Buzz Lightyear uh, um, property. But it's really important to keep in mind. The, the his appearance in Toy Story, he's not he's called Buzz Lightyear, but he's he's a fucking toy of that character. He's not the character, and obviously the cartoon gave it to us. Uh, Charlie, we lost your audio. Um, uh, the, the, we're talking about the actual yeah person that that was a toy of. Well, what I love, so it's it's I, I'm glad that it has a very very different. A feel to it that's yeah. only proper i really love the idea someone on like the comment section was like fucking disney never uses the real actor's voice in toys anyway this is bullshit like i'm like that's beautiful like what a funny that's really nerd funny. because comment. honestly um i i caught two waves of this trailer reaction there were people like oh shit did you see this check it out it was so great <laughs> And then you had the inevitable, as Mel Brooks, uh, the the god among uh, comedy uh, writers, said the inevitable afterbirth, the critic. And then just right behind them, like you are in an empty cabinet room. You're like, hello, fuck you, you suck. Like the echo that came automatically was like a... Man, what about Tim? Blah 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 blah. Fuck Tim. And How about that? It, it was so <laughs> so fucking fast. It was so fast to the point where, and and this is what I, this is what I uh, teased uh, earlier when you and I were talking about it off air. Um, I loved loved tool time. Yeah, uh, not tool time. Fucking uh, home improvement. Whatever the home improvement. I I watched. You love the regularly. show within a show. I did love it. Like I Luke, only watched the tool time you, segment. Did you see his assistance? Yeah, I did love the show within a show. Goddamn right. Too and sure. I even thought it was a little cutesy when they would work in like a Binford Tools bit here and there in the Toy Story movies. The Toy Story movies. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how tough and cool you are. Those are great fucking movies. It doesn't matter that they're animated. They're just great movies. But, <laughs> and, and Buzz Lightyear as a character is one of, if not my singular favorite Disney character. He's glorious. He's fucking awesome. He tries so to fun. get laid right away. I get he this can fucking break it down Latin style way better than myself or my basically a white guy brother Charlie <laughs> could even dream of doing. He's got that Latin flavor. Ooh, all it took was a flick on the flick of the switch on his back. That's but the part of that, that shit they never said, show. His girl just constantly like click. Honestly, if fucking if if. If they had had the same voice of the toy, I'm like, this is the dumbest shit. 
it honestly would have taken me out of it. It immediately. Like, I can't sit and watch this, regardless of the fact that it's animated. I watch animated shit all the time, and I'm a full grown man. It would have taken me out of the separation that you needed. This is where the pseudo fake I watch YouTube videos, so I know what I'm talking about. This is where I'm going to allow Alice. it because I'm saying it. I'm saying it this time. That was a requirement where you're like, this is not a Toy Story story. This is Buzz fucking Lightyear, motherfucker. This is why Buzz Lightyear toys existed and, you know, the, to, to be rolled into uh, this thing that we're calling Toy Story. And so you needed the separation I, there. It couldn't be the same fucking actor. Couldn't. I suspect it would have caused a version of the Uncanny Valley. If you're hearing Buzz Lightyear, if he's doing Buzz Lightyear shit, but he doesn't look like the Buzz Lightyear you associate with that voice... It, I, I genuinely suspect I, it's, um, it happened to me a few times with the Marvel What If series, when the mm. voice actor was not the actual actor. I was like, "What's wrong with Drax?" And it took me like a little bit to ease back in. And those episodes didn't straight up star. And to make it worse, when Drax stopped moving, you're like, I don't even see him now. <laughs> He's What's invisible going on? and I don't understand him. What's oh, going on? Um, it's magic. I, what it did, though, was it opened up Pandora's box for me because earlier in the week, there were grumblings about franchises taking um, big steps in other directions. So that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Not Buzz Lightyear notwithstanding. Yeah taking these characters that we know and love and yeah. getting to do something totally different this yeah. is not going to be anything like toy story there might be toys in it but i kind of doubt it maybe you'll have a captain america action figure in a ship um yeah. you know oh, cr cross promotion but they were the other big thing that they were talking about was doing a horror movie in the star wars universe ah. and someone brought up the fact that like every star wars movie so far has been pretty heavily connected to the Skywalker saga. Um, obviously, the major point of Rogue One is saga it up. Yeah, it's a, it's Mando, a to, Luke, uh, to Luke, New Hope. Luke shows up. Han is the closest thing to something that's separated from the direct saga, but obviously, he's a character from the saga. So oh, would I wouldn't say that, especially now considering the Crimson Fucking Dawn has become so relevant in the the uh the expanded storytelling, mm -hmm. which is canon. Uh no, I think the Han Solo flick absolutely does. Um it's a it's a great question, bro. Like they they're they're what what they have done, the like the spinning off uh off of the original it it can't be such a departure yeah. from from what it originally started as Buzz Lightyear, as to become unrecognizable, uh, unrecognizable because then like you're you're in essence you're you're wasting uh you're wasting content. Like you could have done that with any it went, like this movie could have been an animated astronaut movie or like space force movie yeah. like and you could have called these characters anything else that you wanted to. Um, if there was not going to have a relevancy to, uh, to like, you know, like kind of tugging our heartstrings. I remember like those member berries were just nom, 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 just sucking them down right and left like they were going out of style. But they had an expiration date. Um, no, I think that's a very important fucking reason. And 
to speak to your point, um, wasn't it fucking uh, uh, God damn it, uh, Mike Flanagan was saying is that is that the is that the adaptation that you're referring to, Mike Flanagan, uh, who does a lot of the uh, a lot a lot of the series the horror Halloween ish time uh, Halloween time series that we see on Netflix. Um, he was the one he said he wanted yep. to make a Star Wars horror movie, um, uh, which I would fucking love. I would absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I think it's it's you talk about because you, you bring up a very good point. You need those heavy connecting fibers. Sure. The opportunity there are so many creepy fucking planets and such beautiful creature design. Before the show started, we were talking about Haslabs, which is Hasbro's kind of funding site where you can you can promise to buy something if they make it. And they made the Rancor. The Rancor is scary as fuck from Star Wars. How great would that motherfucker be in like a Jurassic Park style movie set in Star Wars? So there's like Rancors and shit running around? Yes, please. That oh, would be. Yeah, man. Do you have. You and I have talked a, a lot about with comic book movies specifically. There's so many venue there's so many not specifically about a superhero stories you can tell they're doing it again with uh what they tried it once with the show gotham originally that was supposed to be a show not about batman but rather about uh, uh commissioner gordon pre-commissioner gordon and then right. it kind of becomes very much a batman show but now on kind HBO of inevitable Max, they're trying gcpd again with a, a, another bite of the apple, which was an amazing comic series in its own right, but clearly in the Batman universe, um, a, and a cop show set in DC makes total sense. A horror film set. Oh, in Gotham is like Gotham. Gotham is gonna have crime stories for fucking days. Exactly so that's just right. Like a, that's a natural fit. I've got one for you, Charlie. Hit me. Like just to just to keep it within the um. To keep it within the 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 horror realm and obviously comic book dumb, which is our bread and butter, fucking New Mutants. Yeah, we just saw it. And obviously, there was a delay and was not well received. <laughs> um, myself included. I or was that not enjoyable a big fan. for us? I was not a fan of the New Mutants movie. Yeah, but John, though she's I am a, a fan, bear, though, bro. Anna yeah. Taylor Joy can do very little wrong. But that that she had to lay the fucking lay the king down on that one, boy. If I um, watch New Mutants before I watch uh, a night in Soho, I'm gonna be like, kill the bitch, get her. That's rough, dude. Fuck about her little dragon friend. Damn, you like Bring those big I'm guys not, over? Do a better role. <laughs> I'm gonna drown. I'm gonna drag her doppelganger down with her. She's upstairs. She's in the wall. Go get her. Damn, Charlie got real fucking. Charlie got real dark real quick. Um, but yeah, so obviously, again, in the comic book movie world, New Mutants was, at least it was by its original intention. What we ended up getting was like a hybrid, like a half-measure attempt, which I think had a lot to do with its failings yeah. uh, in, in terms of my liking it. Because that it didn't go Who am I to in? say good or bad? That it just, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was half-measures. That's right? another so one like, that allegedly... Do it or don't do it. Yeah, allegedly it was the original intent was that for a horror movie horror film. Yeah. Um is there is there one that speaks to like that's on the, the tip of your mind? Because for me, as much as I love the original uh Wesley Snipes led Blade trilogy, and I really do love all three for wildly different ver reasons, rather. Right. But that first Blade movie was 
it's one of my favorite motherfucking vampire movies. Like, because it predated all the superhero stereotypes, it really was able to cultivate this very cool world that was very vampire-centric. And one of my big hopes for the next uh, Blade feature is that I hope they do kind of their best to have it feel less like a superhero movie and more like a vampire movie because you're talking about the lets... new the new blade that's coming out with commercial ali okay. correct correct and i'm really hoping that that they allow that film to be as creepy as it deserves because the the tales of dracula is that where blade originates from i, I believe it is i could be the tomb think, of yeah, dracula that, that resonates it's something uh, yeah, like tomb, it's something uh, of dracula i think tomb yeah. of dracula but those books again owed the original before Blade shows up, just fucking cool vampire stories. So I hope Mashallah Ali gets the opportunity to kind of do a very, very, thank you, um, to do a very, very different type of Marvel movie. But is there one either in production that we know about or one just in the back of your mind that you're like, I hope. Like kissing cousins with Blade fucking Morbius. Little hand suckers. (laughs) That movie looks like it's going to be creepy and dumb. Oh, but originally the character I thought that's... is the is the character though. So that's the thing. Also, like you can't, or you can, I guess. But to go in to say, okay, well, this is the intellectual property as it's constituted. Um, you're gonna be allowed to take certain liberties, like Spider Man. We'll just use Spider Man because Spider Man has been adapted and adapted and adapted. And yeah, you know what? We've gotten biological web shooters. We have gotten mechanical web shooters. You know what we have never gotten on the big screen? Booty web shooter. Oh, we have little got... little web wings. Now Doesn't we've gotten them, them on the tech the, in, the, in the in the tech capacity, but I'm talking about like 24/7. This is what the uh, this is what the costume looks like. You got little webby wings. Now, it doesn't take a science uh, genius to say well. A spider web, even something that's an artificial spider web, just the fact that his damn holes make up the vast majority of its surface area means that it would probably not help you fly very well. Peter Parker, I know you're a science brilliant little dude. You wear glasses. Obviously, you must be smart. But that's not how wings work, my little buddy. That was just an aesthetic choice. Yeah, I love the idea of character, like, man. When I get my turn with Spider-Man, because I feel like everyone gets one in the next 80 <laughs> years, we all get all to right. kill poor Uncle Ben and honor <laughs> him in rice. Um, next time they have him sewing, I just want him sewing on like like lanolin, like some soft, like this looks lanolin? like little webbies. Like <laughs> Exactly. Um, and, and you know what? To uh, To speak to your point also, and I think that horror is like as is well comic books. I mean, the reason for the comics code that we all know and and love hate of boobies. No, it was because of horror comics. Just kidding. Fucking decapitated women's heads and axings and stuff like that. These were horror comics. They were comic books in terms of their construction, the cheap little, you know, uh, you know, the crappy paper, <laughs> the, the 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 ink dots that made uh, made up what you were looking at. There's a name for them, but it escapes me. Um, the bottom line is though that horror comic books 
were very much a huge thing. And there was a point in time where superheroes didn't really uh, take up the pages of comic books very often. And certainly nothing comic. They were horror books. So I think that that, that, um, that transition into horror movies from comic book properties is kind of a natural one because the one that immediately comes up to mind was the goddamn John Wick Constantine movie, which I thoroughly enjoyed the beginning. I love you of. just called it the John Wick Constantine movie as if I John like Wick speak, was like, I dabbled in acting. I like to speak to, that's the one thing John Wick really has yet to dabble in. <laughs> and I love you, Kanunu. Acting is not the top of that resume, my if friend. If John Wick were to become an actor, he would star in a remake of 101 Dalmatians. That would be way different. He'd Every kill that bitch in the first act. of John Wick starring movies would be an, a remake of some other boy and his dog. Just Balto. Movie. Just oh, him yellow. rolling around with Balto. <laughs> What's the movie where the two dogs share the spaghetti and kiss? Lady of the Tramp? Lady of the Tramp 2. It would just be a three-way fucking spaghetti. He's just getting close with the pup. They're doing the spaghetti and then like Keanu Reeves noses the meatball with his nose. He's like... Mm, mm, mm. Dude, it could happen. I but then also happening. a bunch of Yakuza come around the corner and he fucking gun cotters the oh, no shit doubt. out of them. But they're coming out of the, the uh they're coming out of the kitchen of the restaurant and they've got like the cleavers and the fucking things. It'll be fun, it'll be great. I I, uh, see that I, I, right I do I do want to uh, kick this out into the universe. I'm very, very curious uh, what people out there really, really want to see. I think we're set potentially for a big um epic sort of film with Eternals. Uh, A lot of people got the same notes for their early reviews. Everyone's calling it dense. Um, But looking at something like Dune, you could really, you know, not necessarily with the Guardians of the Galaxy because those have a very specific tone, but if you were to do another space group, Marvel's notorious for their kind of space people, uh, you really could do a very dense sci-fi. Or you look at something like the Green Lantern Corps, you could do a, a, a um, an army-type film, a war movie in space, and you don't need Hal or Kyle or Jon Stewart. You 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 certainly don't need bowl cut. Um, there is a lot of great <laughs> opportunities. There's a lot of uh, uh, great opportunities to do something very, very interesting well, with these properties that don't necessarily have to live and I, die. I do have to say this, and, and this is something that um, often occurs to me when we when our conversations skew towards the Marvel side of the line. Um, Marvel movies, I think, and this is this is not the U.S. comics opinion. This is John's. John's specific. Um, well, actually, thank you, Ellis. This that that was exactly the point. That Brilliant I was about fucking to speak to. point. Char- well, Charlie likes to bury the lead. That's kind of his job here. Um, the Marvel Comics has seen consistent success up to uh, the upcoming Eternals flick, which Charlie alluded to has not gotten the 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 critical acclaim that marvel movies are uh used to and i would venture to say is that unlike any of the other movies before and shockingly similar to some of the lesser well-received by critics 
Marvel movies up till now, it has taken the biggest departure from that Marvel, uh, that initial Marvel blueprint that was established with Iron Man of action comedy. Not an action movie, certainly not comic book movie, because that definition of the term has been thrown out the window because they're so vastly different now. But like Ellis referenced, they're action comedies. 48 Hours was an action comedy. Rambo was an action movie. There's yeah. a very, very big distinction. And Marvel movies, with very, very, very few exceptions, I can think of two, maybe three, are action comedy flicks. They just happen to star people who we know from Four Color Funny Books. Now, if, if, uh, and, and we've all seen the same trailers, not a lot of comedic moments. Matter of fact, the one moment that really stood out that really bared mentioning was when fucking Superman was referenced. Yeah, which and I, I was like, Bar? Doubt that, that shit's gonna be in the final cut. John Sarlacc butthole moment. I'm like, Superman? Did he just say Superman? And um, that's yeah, the no, that's so the after credit scene Marvel did by DC. Clark shows up and he's like, "You don't wear a cape because you can't pull off a cape." The distinguished competition has something to say about that. But uh, yeah, I think that's very much the point. Those movies have uh, um, have a, a DNA uh, construct that makes them action comedies. And you know what? Ultimately, whether it was as kids when we first picked up comic books or if it was as an adult or like, you know, uh, approaching adulthood uh, individual who, who saw these characters, met these characters on the small screen or the big screen. They're fun, yeah. right? They're fun. You, you don't you don't pop on an Avengers flick with, again, very, very few exceptions. To sit down and be like, have a scowl on your face and be like, this is political commentary and this is really going to make me think. And at Thanksgiving, I'm going to make a couple of points that I saw on Captain Marvel or goddamn whatever, you know, that that's that's not what these flicks are. That's not what they're for. They're they're fun. They're yeah. a departure from the everyday uh, nonsense and hullabaloo. It's it's so that if you're having a shitty day. You pop on one of these flicks, and you know what? And then you smile, and then you have a good time, yeah. and you have a couple of laughs, and the fighting scenes are there in between the jokes, and everybody goes home happy. And if if Turtles is not that, that doesn't make it a bad comic book movie. It certainly doesn't make it a bad Marvel movie. It's just different. I just hope that the, I hope you're hitting the nail on the head and I hope Eternals is that first departure and I hope it ushers in a new wave of when you want that that action comedy I want that still to be on the menu yeah, you but have I options. want I want there like if you told me there was a world where when we do get uh Reed and Sue if instead of going the route of the the 60s and 70s with her slapping her around if instead you're like hey it's like a romantic comedy even um or if Blade winds up being this dope ass vampire movie or if you have another bite at that horror movie in a Marvel, Marvel universe and DC both they have such a deep well of characters and stories to tell there's no reason in the world why each of those movies can't have their own dna makeup and there's luckily, no reason at all one might argue that when you bring in a talent like taika watiti that you can have an individual character uh, um uh you can have a group of movies like fucking thor 
what could be more different than the vibe? You're talking about spinoffs. You're just talking about a sequel at this point. Yeah. Between Thor 2 and Thor 3, you could not have possibly been more different. Like yeah. a, a different flavor, a different attitude, a different vibe. You certainly walked out of those movies uh, with a different feeling about you. That's for sure. Absolutely. And you know what's great about those different flavors is that there is... When life is at its best, I think that you have a diverse... Uh, a diverse set of choices uh and that even extends to this podcast and our wonderful sponsors like john why don't you tell segwaying some of bitch why don't you tell these beautiful people about today's very first sponsor well look charlie is not just dressed like kevin smith's stunt double he is spitting truth bombs like the scribe himself because charlie was right charlie was right one of our favorite sponsors sergeant finesse you can check him out right here on facebook gaming you can check him out over on the purple site like thanos on twitch tv um he's doing them on both multiple streams every day outstanding gaming content he throws supporter games co-streams giveaways contests don't be a sucker do yourself a favor check him out today throw him a like a follow a share consider becoming a supporter but however also as well as if you need to pick me up go oh and follow the white rabbit to sneakenergy.com. use code sgt at checkout there if you're looking for some fresh new gear though like i am not wearing today go ahead over to geeksunleashed.com. use code sarge at checkout there when the sarge is on deck it's real simple charlie you salute GG, son. And when you're done saluting, you grab yourself your own personal hetero life mate, like I have Jay here, and you uh, endorsed Clerks 3, which if uh, any band was going to be added to that album, it would be one of my personal favorite bands. Especially uh, since Charlie Fan created <laughs> a Clerks-themed um, band photo. They just put up, uh, they did a nice band uh photo shoot so i'm sure everyone's gonna be seeing those new pictures up on uh, all of bad mary's contest charlie did a beautiful job clerk arising one of their photos well done uh and again that amazing band like john said is bad mary you can find them across all social medias you can check out those pictures right now over on bad mary band anywhere you can find media that is considered social my favorite part though it's not that they're uh the tours are picking back up and the shows are picking back up because the world's getting safer and safer every day it's not that they are continuing to just drop and tease new music it's the fact that every single track that bad mary has produced is available on not one not two not three but all music streaming services so right now in your pocket where your phone lies you can pull up any of their songs and you should listen to them on repeat because bad berry band is the shiz net my dear brother it's true now that we've That's hugged me. our wonderful sponsors that unlike every other podcast on earth, we actually do i do listen to bad mary we do buy bad mary merch we do watch sure. the sarge we do follow the white rabbit we do use promo code to get merch at a discount because i love me a discount we actually do those things oh charlie is cheap as fuck we know so this you, you guys do for us hit like hit subscribe we're available everywhere you can find a podcast u.s comic test do your part 
Speaking about do your part, John, my dear brother, tell me when you're ready for me to start your time. I mean, Charlie needs oxygen at this point on the sidelines, so we may as well start my time. Do it to it. Back in the day, Charlie, um, back, uh, this is pre-COVID days. What's that? What's I feel like this is uh, in Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome, this is where you gather up all the little feral-looking kids and you tell them before the big bang-bang and the bye-byes and all that goofy storytelling. Um, back in the bang-bang days, when, uh, when I worked in a building where we collected other people who also were uh, employed by the same uh, individuals that employed me, I used to occasionally give a morning meeting. We gather up the near do wells and the tryhards, and I throw them a little logic here and there. I wouldn't do it often, but occasionally I would throw a meeting. And uh, anyone who has thrown said type meetings to kind of rally the troops, uh, you have like a you have a little like a menu that you go through. Like, oh, do I want to throw this meeting? Do I want to throw that meeting? Maybe this one. Maybe that one. I had a particular favorite uh -oh. in that menu of little meetings that I would throw. And uh, it was colloquially known as the strange but true. <laughs> and uh, I'm petrified the, right now. <laughs> the well, the reason, and I'm actually surprised you were not privy to the meeting. The reason why I would throw this meeting is because, quick little backstory, we would tell uh, individuals a methodology of how to accomplish their professional goals with our company. And a lot of what was said kind of flew in the face of common logic. We're like, you know, we're in essence, we're saying, look, in the real world, two plus two equals four. But here, two plus two equals 5.7. And... It's really not that important that you really uh, figure out or, or or know or are told why. It just it's just true. It's strange, but it's true. And people would have not all people, but some people, and I would even say most people would have a hard time kind of, you know, putting those things together. That sounds a little too goofy to be true. That sounds a little too strange, too foreign to be true. But it was true nonetheless. So what I would do as a, you know, as a giving type of personality like myself, I would throw them out some other nuggets of strange but true instances. And these were all, I told them all the same thing. These are all confirmable on your own time because, you know, you're on the fucking public dollar here. Go Google it. Look that shit up. Do what you got to do. So I'll throw a couple of those just for example, right? So uh, in in Africa, the, the continent of Africa, where basically most, if not all, of the wild predators in your animal cracker box reside, like that's their neighborhood. That's where they do what they got to do. That's where they get their mail. That's where they chase around people. Um, of all those animals, I'll just throw it to you, Charlie. What would you say is the uh, the animal that is uh, responsible for the most human deaths in Africa? Now, I will give you one caveat to that. Non-reptile. 
Take all the little slithering reptiles off the table because there's a lot of poisonous I, motherfuckers. Uh, but who do you think is responsible for most deaths see, in just the continent knowing, of Africa? Just knowing that it's a trick, I'm going to go... It's not a trick. It just is what it is. I'm just going to go left, and I'm going to say a giraffe. Giraffe. Okay, well, you're ridiculous, and we're going to have to let you go. Thank you for coming in. You're not getting paid for the day or any of those vacation days. That's verbatim Ellis, how working for that company went for me. Ellis Turns out I'm bad at everything. Right off screen. Ellis indeed came with the right answer. Welcome to Jeopardy. Uh, but you did not phrase it in the form of a question, Ellis. No, not hungry, hungry hippos. Because they didn't eat people. But they're just so surly. Hippopotamuses with those big, goofy mushroom uh, teeth like Fantasia taught us that they have. Hippos cause the most deaths, human deaths. I've seen Jumanji too. I'm not surprised. Listen, I mean, you would think that the poor computer rendering would be enough to make you say, get the fuck out of here, hippo. But yeah, indeed it is hippos. But all these little factoids, again, they're strange but true. There's a company that will take your dead body and smush you up and reshape you and form you into a artificial coral reef and dump you into the ocean so life can can renew and grow on whatever goddamn is left of you. How quick um, can they get here? That's a damn fact. <laughs> it does, unfortunately, it does require, Charlie, you to spend a little more, a few more weeks with us at least. Uh, dolphins... They do that old gag of sleeping with one eye open. A fucking dolphin. They always get like, oh, dolphins like humans. No, no, no. Dolphins are better than humans. They clearly swim better than us. But also as well as they are able to, in essence, use half of their brain at a time when they feel like it. And they say, okay, brain, you this half can go to sleep now. This other half, I'm going to leave you on cruise control and I'm going to take a nap but I'm going to have one eyeball open. That's a dolphin for you. These are all strange but true facts. And the reason, why, the reason why I'm coming today with this topic is because of last week's Salty Massacre <laughs> where I just went off the fucking rails with this misinformation. I, I know you did, but you're a sick individual. All of this misinformation was flying around in particular, in my protected, walled-in safe zone of four-color funny books. Damn you, social media. Damn you. So, I thought I would go. I would pull a Charlie and steer into the skid and say, <laughs> you know what? With all of that misinformation floating around comic book land, I'm going to go ahead and throw a little something different and hit you mother suckers with some truth bombs also as well as could have worked their way into that morning meaning of strange but true i like charlie it. <laughs> charlie let me ask you this yes because this is this is gonna be uh th this was not predetermined whatsoever this is all new information as far as i know to charlie charlie What's the deal with kryptonite? Uh, it makes Superman unwell. Right? Does not he does not do well not with a kryptonite. Fan. Not a big fan. If you're going to come to the to the to the Kent's residence with a birthday or holiday present for Clark Kent, 
don't make it a chunk of kryptonite, no matter what color. We know that he won't fare well. That is the Nutella. To me, but that's like giving me Nutella. I don't want it. Straight. Keep your or damn me, poison. scrimps or penicillin. But Charlie, let me ask you this. Where is kryptonite from? Kryptonite is from his own planet, Krypton. Wrong. Wrong. I didn't know Here's that. Here's a truth bomb. Oh, shit. Kryptonite. We will all, as huge Superman fans as I know we are, be learning by way of the ultra-humanite that some bitch. Kryptonite is not just... I should rephrase this. Kryptonite this bitch. is not I need just, half a point. Kryptonite, you're not getting any credit. Kryptonite is the greatest, quote-unquote, lie of all. Kryptonite is not just the remains of Krypton, which has worked its way through space to get... Uh, yeah, but you know what, Ellis? That's like a synthetic diamond. It doesn't really... It's not worth shit. There was a um, Superman 4 reference on the episode. Chapter 2, episode 43. The greatest episode of U.S. Comics. Eventually. Eventually of knew time. it was going to happen. The ultra-humanite declares kryptonite to be the greatest lie of all. And we have just been... Uh, we spend a lot of minutes talking about Superman's son, Jonathan Kent. Uh, in essence, inheriting the mantle of Superman. And we all had the same conversation, mentally at least. Well, how the fuck is he inheriting a mantle? Does that mean that Clark Kent, Superman, is going to retire and hang him up? Is he going to enjoy, uh, enjoy his next 250 years, which I'm assuming he's going to live for, with Lois as long as she's got? No, no, no. This is actually the reason. Because in this upcoming issue of Superman, he's going to throw down with Ultra Humanite, Lois is going to chip in and blast Ultra Humanite with a little bit of white kryptonite. That's right, I said it. White kryptonite is making its long, long overdue reappearance in the pages of Superman. She's going to hit the Ultra one with a little bit of that. And in those throws of the aftermath, he's going to say, kryptonite is some bullshit. So Superman, together with the authority, they're taking off, Charlie. Superman and the folks at the authority are going to take off because they need... This is how important this is. They are going to take off and see what's the fucking deal with this quote-unquote greatest lie of kryptonite. So one can only wonder, are they looking into... Is it going to be like a Law & Order episode, a CSI situation? Bum, bum, bum. This is the reason why Superman needs to be... Has to go away for a while. This is what he says the lowest. Quote-unquote, he's taken off. He's got to go figure some shit out. And honestly, to me, I was like, this is kind of like the Superman Returns plot a little bit with fucking Brandon Roth. She's going to come back with a different non-powered baby. He's going to be all knocked gonna up. Be he's going to be pissed. Like, he's like, you are, a, you are a fertile son of a bitch, huh? What happened to your hairline, Lois? Listen, it happens. Are, are your eyes two different colors? What is going on? So Superman and the Authority, they're heading off to War World. See what the hell is going on, but here again, strange but true. <laughs> strange but true. Kryptonite is uh, is more than we have thought. I, I don't want to. I don't want to hijack your topic. I just want to no, please a really contribute, quick contribute. to jump up on my soapbox. I'm really sick of all of this changing thing for changing things' sake. Kryptonite's green, and it can't be anything else because I'm the internet. 
Oh, it white kryptonite existed before? I'm just a douchebag on Twitter? Fuck you, Twitter. Sorry. <sighs> kryptonite is one of those things. <laughs> kryptonite, um, if I'm not mistaken, and I rarely am, Kryptonite was introduced for the first time on the Superman radio program. And it didn't work its way into the comic book pages for years after yeah, that. But you they used think... it as a radio program device. I don't want to have to explain to my kids what an allergy is. So if they see Superman being sick of kryptonite, I'm going to have to explain. I'm seeing, I'm seeing where you're going with that one, Charlie. Well done. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw Charlie a Charlie-specific, strange, but true. Yes, please. Charlie, are you familiar with the um, with the not very oft mentioned DC cinematic project, uh, the Trench? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, so, the Trench was gonna be Black Manta's shit. Well done. You did yes! not form it. <laughs> Make it in the form of a question. Like Alice, you get zero points. <laughs> It was indeed going to be supposed to be a secret Black Manta project. Now, I'll, I'll actually give Charlie a, a pass on that one because I as I learned, I learned just like everybody else, Charlie is a huge, shocking, a huge Black Manta fan. Just, like, so, looks so you're cool. the guy. You're the guy. Yeah. Anyways, but as a huge Black Manta fan, strange but true. Did you know that our boy Black Manta is on his fucking proverbial uh, water deathbed? I did not know that. Black Manta in the comics, he's checking out. They're like, oh, Black Manta, we can't let you go. Anybody but Black Manta. <laughs> so they start doing a little tinkering. They start testing his stuff. Is that Blood like just me? Bone test there. And they determine, hey, Black Manta, you are suffering from some shit which is a very rare uh, um reaction that only atlanteans have so strange but true and for a huge black man fan like charlie shocking i'm sure we are going to learn to my goddamn core in the pages of aquaman that black manta has Atlantan DNA. I cannot believe we found that out because he had AHS. He does awesome, have a raging awesome helmet syndrome of AHS. It's true. Ellis it's gets true. to work for the company for one more season because that Charlie, was hilarious. I, I'm going to uh, race through my next two because yeah, you're about important. halfway. All right, that's not too bad. Um. Much like Star Wars, as we had mentioned before, um, certainly we uh, prior mentioned Dune with all these different iterations and um, uh, um, not spin-offs, but side side uh, side pieces. <laughs> um, Stranger Things, a phenom on Netflix, as we like to call them, makes the sales of waffles went through the roof. <laughs> Once Stranger Things, uh, uh, waffles and um, tabletop D and D games skyrocketed. Like if you this knew eleven Stranger bitch Things, loves egos, we gotta get some. Ooh boy, you get yourself a cheap synthetic yellow wig. 
You get yourself some fucking Eggos, and you get yourself a tabletop D&D with a fucking 13-sided die. Um, but Stranger Things has spun off into a lot of other uh, um, other uh, properties, one of which, again, in much the Star Wars fashion, in novel form. Now, I'm not talking about the novelization of shit that we've already seen. I am talking about standalone novels. Like the further adventures. Basically, yeah. So, in Stranger Things, dot, dot, darkness on the edge of town, we learn a couple of little truth nuggets about everybody's favorite small town sheriff, Jim Hopper. Charlie, I'm assuming you didn't read it. Mm-mm. Would it surprise you and our viewership to learn that Jim Hopper was indeed once a homicide detective Interesting. in New York City? What? Yeah, strange but true. Those damn hippopotamuses are biting on your ass. Yeah, Jim Hopper. Now, that being said, certain certain of these little truth nuggets, again, social media, this is not misinformation. This is some true shit. So knowing that Jim Hopper had time behind the badge uh, in New York City investigating the dirtiest of the dirties, fucking homicide detectives see the worst shit that humankind has to throw at them doesn't it make a little bit more sense now this is what i love about like extended yeah. uh properties you t- you want to talk about spin-offs so you take a character like i know that character i know jim uh jim hopper he's fucking uh you know he's uh he's like uh you know uh, the devil baby guy running around all the time <laughs> yeah sure i know this guy no no the reason why he is who he is the reason why he was able to in essence take like temporal fucking uh loops into other dimensions and goddamn monsters running around in your backyard and fucking where the hell is Barb? The reason why he was able to take it is because he's from the fucking mean streets of NYC, baby. What the stranger things have to throw at him that he hasn't seen. Yeah, the Upside Down was, like, still better than, yeah. It's like, I've been to Ronkers, and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. Who cares? Everything's all upside down and spooky because of shit. He's like, have you been in Greenwich Village on Halloween? Have you seen that parade? I'm going to talk about the freaks come out at night, am I right? That makes the Upside Down look like 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 fucking Fourth of July on Main Street. That's, <laughs> That's true. Crazy. That's true. You you got ten minutes left, so I don't know if this is gonna zig more. Oh, it'll zig all right. <laughs> this was my big one. This was my big one, and mainly because I have admittedly fallen down, tumbled down, jumped down. Like I did it to myself. <laughs> I am deep deep down the mafia rabbit hole right now we were talking about it the other day i uh i read you were that um, disappointed in many saints of newark that you were like i need to watch I, this I'm like, no, fuck mouth. these guys i got something better so you know what good point just to illustrate how disappointed many saints of newark were was it required a star Wars story to uh, reinvigorate my faith in uh in all of mafia dumb no but in all seriousness i just reread uh, wise guy, which was the the book yes. that um, that uh, um, basically um, 
that basically uh, um, it didn't inspire, but it was the the basis of Goodfellas, Good who I which I you know one of my all time favorite movies and pretty much everybody else's. Um, so I read that and like all of the details that came I'm like, oh, what about this? What about that? Great. I have uh, I'm down the rabbit hole watching these um, like videos from like uh, um, uh, you know the bull giganti and you know fucking. I, like I, I can't help it. I'm watching all of these mafioso videos. Like I am all in. Forget about it. Forget about it. So I was very, very surprised when Star Wars took me further down that rabbit hole. Charlie, have you been reading the um, War of the Bounty Hunters series? I have not yet. I've been buying it. Charlie rectify that situation right quick because i'm about to i'm about to pull a charlie and bury the fuck out of this motherfucker war of the bounty hunters number five is going to answer a question strange but true i know keep it on theme a question that you didn't realize you had floating around in the back of your head and that question is really for the events as they unfolded for the original trilogy, up to and especially including uh, Return of the Jedi, the galaxy is a big place, Charlie. Not small. How the fuck is it that Jabba, specifically Jabba the Hutt, a member of the Hutt crime family, <laughs> has so much damn power? Like, honestly... Maybe not to rival the Empire, but enough that, like, a, a, a fucking straight G, like Boba, is is basically freelancing between the two parties. Clearly, uh, he's getting paid by both, right? Am I wrong? No. Not I'm wrong. Right. So, that question of, like, yo, what, I realize, uh, uh, you know, fucking Jabba, he shops in, like, the big and husky center, but he is, he's carrying a lot of proverbial weight as much as the literal weight. In the galaxy, the answer to that question, my friends and neighbors, can be found in War of the Bounty Hunters number five on sale right awesome. now. I'll give you a little taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. In between Boba's acquisition of Han Solo in Carbonite and his delivery to Jabba the Hut of the Hut crime family. We come to learn in the comic book pages, which the movies couldn't do, that that Hutt crime family was exactly that. Was a crime family, just like um, you know, just like any of the fucking um, you know, uh, just, just like any of the crime or families. Whomever, yeah. I mean, yes, but even bigger. bigger like yeah. this, this would be the equivalent of um, like a Corleone family. Like this is the size. Of the fucking crime family that they had going on, all huts, all big, sluggy all huts all the time monsters. So, but the power was spread out. They had a literal hut council, right? And um, it was determined that when Hans' carbonite fucking body, it got snatched from the hands of Boba. By the Empire, they decided, nah, 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 you know what? This mother sucker, he's coming with us. And the Huts looked at that in straight mafioso fashion. They're like, 
And this is disrespect to the family. So exactly. That's a pure translation. So specifically, Boku, um, the hut said, nah, man, this shit, this will not stand. This aggression will not stand as he sipped a white Russian. Um, and he said, nah, fuck that. Fuck that empire. Like, we're the huts. We got sway in this galaxy. They're just some bullshit wizards with fucking red swords. Nah, nah, nah. So the huts collectively decided, no, fuck that. We're, we're not going to be insulted like this by the empire, no matter what. Uh, uh, you know, the fucking homeboy shooting lightning at his fingertips. So the huts went after the empire. Now That's I say the huts. Awesome. I'm going to exclude one in particular. Jabba was like, gentle. Jabba was like, eh, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out, kids. So I love the, the entire... idea that like Jabba is Joe Pesci. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Not even. Jabba would be like Henry Hill, basically. Yes. He's like, eh, you know what? I'm going to sit back. I'm going to see how this plays out. And instead, he's like taking a shower. And on the news, like, da, 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 da. ladies and gentlemen, people think that it might be the biggest one in history, but the huts have indeed been wiped out by the empire. And Jabba's like, oh, sons of bitches. Yeah, the fucking empire, Charlie, wipes out that is the awesome. entire hut crime family, with the exception of Jabba. Now, again, what, what I fuck forgot you, to mention. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Is that when, just... they were, when they were determining who was going to have ownership of Han, it was at an auction, which is like the funniest thing ever. A Star Wars auction. It was at an auction. And when fucking everybody was like clamoring, Job was like, eh, whatever. Like, uh, I'm not going to fucking step on any toes over here. I've seen what these fuckers can do. So Jabba was like the one person who, who sat back and kind of played it cool. Just sucking down one of those frog people. Had a bitch on a chain. You know like Jabba does? He, he's a laid back cat. So the entire hut crime uh, syndicate got wiped out. Leaving only Han. Uh, leaving only Jabba rather. Which is the reason why when we pick up again in Return of the Jedi. Jabba is basically a fucking Don. He is the Don of the hut family get me a cadillac that floating fucking barge He's like eh, give me five points on fucking uh on tatooine and uh whip up a couple of those frog cannolis because i'm a little hungry over here. it's the worst fucking Corleone accent of all time i love but it. <laughs> that is strange but true again so worth check out i mean obviously specifically i'm referring to bounty hunters a uh, war of the bounty hunters number five um, but check out the series, especially if you're like Charlie and you own them and haven't read them. Shame on you. I got a giant it is stack, so bro. good, man. It is so good. I know time is expiring. Is there anything in particular that strikes you as like one of those little factoids that just kind of like nibble at your brain that just people don't know? Uh, what I really love specifically with comic books is it allows like those questions, like in the case of, of the huts. That was never a question I had. That's all so fucking new to me that right. I'm just so excited to dive in. But in IEDW's amazing Ghostbuster run, they dedicated an issue to where the fuck was Winston in Ghostbusters 2 when the boys were on trial because he wasn't helping digging the hole. So they wrote a whole 
22 page great story where he's like he's showing up to help the guys when they're in court and like a ghost pops off and he's like oh <laughs> That's shit amazing. feet still fail me now i gotta bust this motherfucker so <laughs> the, the way that that issue ends and i don't know the number off the top of my head but it's a fantastic issue from idw but the way the issue ends is like you, the boys kick open the door and they're like we're back we're the beautiful with the ghostbusters yeah winston's there like covered in slime busted the scoleri brothers mom who was another ghost and is just like cool guys everything went okay in there and i just like i eat shit like that up like anytime you can add to I something love that yeah dude it's fucking so good and anytime comics are able to do that uh and and you know we kind of had comment it fills in the blanks that's that's what's so beautiful about about comic book world building is that you can drop in little truth bombs as i've coined tonight uh little nuggies of detail that like just enrich some shit that you already dig and uh that's that's just great i mean i i can't think of an example truly where something was added to a property or whatever that i i was already uh well invested to i'm like no that you just ruined it for me no no, that, that doesn't happen. What what doesn't is the man, so Mandalorians? What is the uh what is the Star Wars bullshit yeah. where they're like, let's give him a blood test? Ooh, you're extra Jedi. You know it's funny, <laughs> Charlie. Uh we, there's already rumblings of uh of red con of redconning the entire uh the entire most recent trilogy. Don't make me do that to you. Sorry. If sorry, I gotta yeah. do it to you, I It'll I break mean, me up a second. I'll do it, but it's going to break me up. The last thing I'll say is it's not only reserved for comic books. All sorts of extra media can do it. We're getting fucking flashbacks of Anakin Skywalker, methinks, in Ahsoka's show. 100%. Snips, snips tweeting about it, getting in trouble, having to delete the tweet. I can't wait. A, a, a tweet that you will never have to delete, though, is about this show. U.S. Comics can only exist with support, and all we have for support are you pieces of hot and cold trash that join us week in and week out. You can share the video episodes. You can tell people to tune in live. You can participate when we're live. You can listen to just the audio. Rate, comment, and subscribe. Apple, their review helps us the best, but review it wherever you're listening to it. For my dear brother, the, the Latin god himself, the CEO, the smoothest southern not mother. not an approved moniker. Not approved. In, in the multiverse, dare I say. I, of course... And his humble quasi-assistant, Charlie Rivera, he's John. There's only one way that we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics. John, tell the lovely people so, how we do it. So simple, but ooh, tasty as hell. Turn the power on. Then you got to turn the volume up, and they got to ooh, tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save Miss Space Girl. We out.